time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter. Joining host Dana Rodriguez tonight will be cinema photographer Cameron Shaw and teacher Lloyd Fisher. And it's got to be Dana Rodriguez, our host for Minds Over Matter. <laughs> Thank you, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're having a uh, lovely, lovely weekend. And uh, there is a game going on today, isn't there? It's kind of a game anyway. Yeah, big game. Yeah, uh, who cares? <laughs> anyway, uh, we know this is much more important, so please, we hope you will join us over the course of the hour for our show, which after all is nothing without you, because we are an audience participation quiz program. So, of course, uh, we're looking for your participation out there. It's a great time to call in, as I say every week. Unbelievably, but I do say it every week. Uh, this is uh, the great time to call is early in the show because you will get on as soon as possible. So those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, yes, we still have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255, 866-798-8255. And I say it every week as well, I, I don't uh, it bothers me when people call and then this is not on you the caller it's on me the moderator that uh, if somebody calls in the last few minutes of the show and they have a nice question or a long question i i i like to do it justice and i can't do it justice if it's late in the show so just just call as soon as you can i i know sometimes you get a busy signal but we will go through those calls as fast as we can and we will try to get everybody on okay so again 415 841 4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. We'll be covering current events, movies, history, literature, geography, television, radio, and just about everything else. Uh, to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1, that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1, that is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. It's always great to hear from our listeners. If you have a comment or a question, just Pass that along. I can take criticism, you know. I've been doing this for almost 28 years. I can handle it. So mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to hear us in a live stream, it's going on right now as we speak at kalw.org. Again, that is kalw.org. And, of course, uh, Damien's here, and he will put up the podcast after our show tonight. And that will also be at kalw.org and a lot of other places. But start with KALW. They always appreciate that. Okay. All that being said, and I know it was too much, uh, we will start with a round of introductions, then a round of questions. I say hello to my fellow panelists. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Good to hear. And here's the first intro. Cameron Shaw finds it interesting that Tom Brady is from San Mateo, but no one in the Bay Area ever brags about him or lays claim to him. This is probably because he's a jerk. Keep it up, Bay Area. I know. He's he's kind of a cheater, isn't he? Kind of a cheater. He's kind of a Trump guy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to lay claim to him, I'll tell you that. All right. I think he could, li- he <laughs> Not, could live with that pain. Cameron Shaw doesn't want to lay claim to him while the Prince of Sweden is still around. Yeah. <laughs> you're listening, Prince of Sweden. I, I think he's an avid listener, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's a seldom caller, though. Yeah. Yeah. With all the talk today about the age of the starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, Lori Fisher was pleased to note that he is older than both of them added together. I am. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Oops, I just lost his uh, intro there. Hold on a second here. Um, hello. Wait a minute. That's weird. Our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, now understands just how much you can sell to people who will buy anything but the truth. All right. And you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Yes. And I think it makes sense that we now start with Cameron Shaw. Okay. Well, just to briefly continue along the Super Bowl line, and this is not a sports question, but has to do with Super Bowls. Um, 
The first Super Bowl halftime show was in 1967, and I am wondering who were the headliners? You mean, I'm sorry, for the, uh, I missed a, a second of that. You mean for the uh, halftime show? Yes, for the halftime show. Okay. The very first one. I think, Lori, didn't you ask a question? Not not exactly this question, but this was covered I, possibly under a question you asked at some point. Yes, possibly it was. So I'm gonna, I, and I sort of half remember, but so, Dana, I'm giving it to you. I wasn't asking you to do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah. I, I, I think I know because I've been thinking about this. Uh, do, you, do you know? Uh, I'm sure I heard the answer when you asked the question, but – as far as my remembering the answer, that's a <laughs> totally different thing. So, no, I can't think of who it is right offhand. Yeah, it was. It, they were. It was not a big deal. So they had marching bands, and I think one was was from a high school, and one was Grambling, right? Grambling yes. State. Yeah. Grambling State, and there was a, another university, but there is a big deal part of it. A big, like a big celebrity, the weekend kind of guy. Well. Yes, I would. I would hazard a guess, maybe even bigger than the weekend. Yes. <laughs> um, there were people. I, I was looking at those. Was it somebody like Al Hurt or Pete Fountain or somebody like that? Kinda. It was a group. I'll give you that. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, let me just think for a second. Is this coming? Uh, I don't know if this is the right answer. I'm sure it's not. Um, is this like the? The uh, Up With People or the New Christy yeah. Minstrels or something like that? No. Which I'm ashamed is, is, to say I actually saw once. Um, which one? You saw Up With People? No, I saw other? the New Christy Minstrels. Is it more folk or more rock? Or more uh, not that kind of group. Different oh. kind of group. Like a prayer group or something like that? Like a performing group, but not, not singing. All right. Well, Were there, Okay, we'll leave it out. We'll leave it out. Yeah. yeah. So we just give the question again, Cameron. Okay. The first Super Bowl halftime show was at the first Super Bowl in 1967. Who were the headliners? So uh, Lori got that we have Grambling State's marching band. There is another marching band and a group of performers that were not singers involved. So a group of performers that were not singers. Were they dancers? No. Were they, were they circus performers? Closer. Closer. Uh, acrobats. I mean, ever in the right name, or ma- not a magician, or something like that. No, more more along the lines of actors. Huh. Would they have been on the Ed Sullivan Show kind of thing? Potentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, and Laura, you go ahead too. All right. Well, while while we're at a roll on non-sports Super Bowl questions, I have two, and you might get one of them right away. Sarah Thomas is at the Super Bowl tonight, and she is the she's in the stadium. She's the first woman at the Super Bowl to be doing this thing. That's my first question. What is the thing Sarah Thomas is doing? An announcer? No. Good guess. Um, is this directly tied into the game? It is. And this is a this is a um, job or a however you would like to put it, that has been traditionally done by a man? Yes. That's a perfect way to put it. All right. And uh, is is she doing any play-by-play? No, she's not doing anything from the broadcast booth. Is she going to interview people in the locker room or the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, it wouldn't be consistent with this. Because they turned down my right. application, but anyway. <laughs> um, You'll have to sneak it. <laughs> Is she employed by one team or the other? She's not employed by either team. All right. Does does this job entail her appearing on television? Yes. All right. Okay. She she she, she was seen on television tonight doing her job. All right. Is she a scorekeeper? Um, no. Right. Is she a referee? Yes. She's the first. She's go. the first official. First female official to appear in the Super Bowl. Cool. Yeah, and they have to be elected by their peers, so I think it was a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, one more? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you might know this one. So tonight was the first night there was a commercial in which Bruce Springsteen endorsed the product. He's never endorsed officially a product before, and I saw it about five minutes before I came on the show, 
what product did Bruce Springsteen endorse? And, it, and it's a kind of an interesting commercial. If you want to go back and watch it, I'll tell the people. One of the callers is probably watching and knows, but what would you think he would have endorsed? Yeah, no idea. Uh, is this, could you call this a socially responsible product? That's a great question. No, but I would call it a, a product that's trying to appear to be socially responsible in the, in the message. Of, in the message like our show. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, hmm. the message that the commercial gives is socially responsible. It's one of those you don't even know the product until the last four okay. seconds of it. And it could have been for anything, and it's for this thing. All right. I'll well, leave it out because I okay. didn't see it. Okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. You there, caller? Hello. Hi, you're on. Oh, they told me I was the fifth caller. So, well, okay. we, we knew it was you, and we moved you up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, my name is James. I live in Berkeley, and I've got a couple more questions for groups of animals for you. There are two words that refer to groups of penguins. Do you know what they might be? Two, two different words? Two different words for Penguins in different environments. One's not pro- a pride, is it? No, it's not. That's lions, I think. I know it's lions, but I know some of them are repeated. That's why I thought ah. it might be that. Huh. Does, does the grouping have anything to do with their appearance? In other words, a, a, a penguin you know, gives off a slightly, in, in, a, in a cartoonish way, a slightly formal appearance? It, well, it, not in that way, but it refers to the motion that they sometimes make. Like a waddle? You got it. Ah, all right. Waddle of that, penguins. <laughs> that's penguins on land. The other one is penguins in, penguins in water. Oh. So the other one, my, my school kids are conveniently doing a sea life project, and the other one is a raft of penguins, correct? Exactly. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Bravo. Yeah, I'm going to jump off now and let other people get in. But really, you guys, thanks for helping keep us sane. Oh, thank you. you. And uh, don't forget us after you get your vaccination. (laughs) (laughs) Right, thanks. I'm old enough. I can get one now. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. You bet. Good night. And all right, uh, let me give you a couple questions here. What is the most famous piece of furniture in the United States made from the timber of a British frigate. Is it the Resolute desk? It is indeed, from the uh, HMS Resolute, which is a British frigate. There were two uh, sailors on board, uh, well, the sailors, uh, British Navy sailors, uh, made two desks. One was given to Queen Victoria, and the other was given to President Rutherford B. Hayes. Is the other one called the Resolute Desk as well? Uh, yes, they were both called the Resolute yeah. Desk, I believe. Cool. Good. Okay. All right. That is that is done. All right. Let's move on. Uh, what is the largest city in California? Single word city. What is the largest single word city in California that begins and ends with a vowel? Ah, is this city over 100,000? Yes. Albuquerque. That is not in California. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in California. I I know you wish it was, but it's not. Uh, No. So what is the largest city in California, a single word city, uh, that begins and ends with a vowel? How about orange? No. That's a good guess, but no. Too small? Uh, well, it's smaller than the city I have in mind. It's, it's, <laughs> put the, it that city way. That, it's the city you can't rhyme with. I, maybe that's what I was thinking. That begins and ends in a vowel. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. All right. Well, so you each had your guess? Our, our bad guess? Yes. Well, Cambridge, Cambridge shouldn't count. <laughs> All right. I'll give, you, I'll give you one more. So once more, what is the largest city in California? It's a single word name that begins and ends with a vowel. Uh, I'll give you one more question. What is the, maybe Cameron will like this, what is the best-selling children's book of all time written in English, so you can't use Heidi, 
What is the best, or Bambi, what is the best-selling children's book of all time with a single-word title written in English um, in the U.S.? Hmm. It was written in 1945. I'll give you a, I don't know how much that helps, but I'll tell you. Well, some. It does help some. What is the best-selling children's book of all time written in English with a single-word title? It was written in 1945. It is still number three uh, on the best-selling children's books of all time. Written by a woman? As a matter of fact, it was written by a woman, yes. Written in English, so don't don't guess Heidi, don't guess yeah. Bambi. Or Pinocchio. Or Pinocchio, yes. <laughs> Right. All right. Do that. Uh, Cameron, you being a teacher, would you like to take a guess? I not at the moment. No, I have to think about it. It's not Albuquerque. And is is a book you think people are people are people still reading this book? Do you imagine? Uh, Oh yeah, this is still the third best selling. I mean, it still sells. Yeah, still sells. Is there a movie of this book? Um, No, it's it's not a. You know, it's not a long. It's, I, they, they may have made a short film of it at some point, but no. Is it so? Is this a picture book or a, a novel? Good question. Well, this is for young children, so I, I would say it's for you know five, six year old kind of. So, thing. so not a, it's not a picture book. Well, there picture. I mean, there are plenty of pictures in it. It's How about Paddington? I mean, it's not an American tragedy. Let's put it that way. Um, Pad- no, not Paddington. That is that was written in English. You're correct, uh, but no, it's not that. <laughs> Okay. All right. So just once more, uh, what is the largest city in California? It's a single word name that begins and ends with a vowel. And second question, what is the best-selling children's book of all time with a single word title? It was written in 1945, written in English uh, in the U.S. So, okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Ed. Hi, Ed. So, my first question is in physics. So, these things, they could be up or down, top or bottom, charm or strange. What are they? They also make everything in the universe. Let me repeat again. Up or down, top or bottom, charm or strange. And they make everything. Us, planets, stars, blah, blah, blah. Atoms? Waves? No. So you got a very simple question for physics people. Well, they make <laughs> atoms, actually. Yes. Yeah, See? but what are they? I, I'm, do you have a name? They can be up or down, top, bottom, charm, or strange. Mm. So they make the nuclei of atoms. They make protons and neutrons. Right. But they actually, uh, what are they? Well, I was going to guess neutrons. Um, 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 <laughs> no. Okay, well, uh, all of the nucleons, including proton neutrons, made out of those, made out of three. Three, and most of the material we know it's made up, up and down. Quarks. Did you hear the quarks? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very simple. But it's sort of tricky. Everything made out of quarks. <laughs> all right, and they play the major role in, in subject physics. Uh, second question is the word Bible, books, and paper. Come from the ancient Egyptian word. Which one? Bible, books, and paper. They they all come from the same Egyptian root. Is that what you mean? Word, particular word. One word, huh? One word. Papyrus. Very good. Very good. And nice. that <laughs> very good. In that occasion, Missouri, UC Berkeley, my own school, have the biggest collection of ancient Egyptian papyrus. Pretty cool kind of question. If you're hundred pounds and you're standing in the surface of the moon, how much would you weigh? 100 pounds, and he's standing on the surface of the moon like many astronauts have done. How much would you weigh on the surface of the moon compared 70. to Earth? How about 70 huh? pounds? 70. Okay, he was surprised. 17 pounds. Yeah, oh. I believe that. <laughs> Very little. Very good show always. Thank you, guys. We'll Thank you, Eid. Have a good day. All Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Go there for a diet. I guess. <laughs> and Cameron, your turn. Yeah. Okay. Find the right page. <clears throat> a lifetime original, a uh, lifetime original movie was released on December thirteenth, titled "A Recipe for Seduction." 
and it claims to be based on the life of whom? Everybody. <laughs> a recipe is, for This seduction. is a, a, like a celebrity person? Yes. Okay. So a Lifetime original movie oh. released on December 13th at 2020 was titled A Recipe for Seduction, and it claims to be based on the life of whom? Is this person a cook or a chef? Uh, yes, after fashion, yes. That's the recipe part? Okay. At the risk of, of lessening myself in everybody's eyes, uh, I, if that's possible, Ed, the Lifetime Movie Network is sometimes on in the background <laughs> at our house. Um, and Greg's that, calling in right that, now. That doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell at all. Is this so. person still alive? No. Okay. So it's a dead person we associate with cooking. A dead right? person. Is this is this a dead person of the recent past? Yes. Uh to be fair, I don't know when the actual person died, but I would I think it was in the last fifteen years. Like it's years. not somebody respectable like Julia Child, is it? It is well, I would consider them fairly respectable, but not in the manner of Julia Child. I mean, you know, Lifetime doesn't they don't waste time making movies about Overly respectable people, generally. This is not a um, a part for Meryl Streep to play. <laughs> How about Chef Boyardee? Yeah, no, probably not him. <laughs> not him, but you're getting closer. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh. Then really? Betty Crocker and her sexual exploits. Um, <laughs> gee, but but is it a fictional chef? No, it is. It was a real person. Um, but- but a who, corporate, yeah. Who is involved in food. How much of the food they actually made themselves, I am not sure. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, leave, that, leave that out. Leave that out for people. Uh, ask it once more, please. Okay, a Lifetime original, and in fact, it was a mini movie, so it was a short movie, was released on December 13th, 2020, and it was titled A Recipe for Seduction and claimed to be based on the life of whom? Male or female? Can you give us that hint or too much? Male. Hence the Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Uh, all right. And the two numbers to join us here on Minds Over Matter are 415-841-4134. Again, 415-841-4134. Or toll free, 866-798-8255. Uh, our panel tonight, that would be Cameron Shaw, teacher and cinematographer, Lori Fisher, who teaches at Diablo Valley College uh, for, remotely, and uh, I am your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi. The uh, 2009 Super Bowl was also played in Tampa. And it featured Bruce Springsteen doing the halftime show. Do you know what song he sang? Oh, did he sing Born in the USA? Born, a different Born. Uh, born to Run. Yeah. When he did that, I thought he should have said, Tramps like us, baby, we were born to run. Bums like them, baby, they were born to punt. I thought he should have made a joke. I was disappointed. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so here's my question to you. You remember, I, I didn't get to Ari yet, but this has a great payoff question. Remember I said uh, I went from a surveyor's rod to a surveyor's chain with 66 feet. And then 10 surveyor's chain is a furlong, length of a furrow, an eighth of a mile. Remember? So what is a furlong times a surveyor's chain. In other words, 660 feet times 66 feet. What's that equal? Hmm. What's um, the only area unit you know? Oh, uh, Is this going to be a linear or a square thing? It's a square. You know, it's a... You know what like it is. Like, is this a measure? This is an acre. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes, it's an acre. All right. A furlong, eighth of a mile, times times uh, a surveyor's chain, 66 feet, is an acre. So so uh, a furlong times a furlong is 10 acres. So 
So here's the next. This has a great payoff. So what is a quarter mile times a quarter mile? How many acres? Okay. Is it, are you looking for a one-word answer or a numero, numerological answer? It's a number. Okay. So, so a quarter mile times a quarter mile, you want to know how many acres that is? Yeah. Is that the question? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with 100, a great acres. Of 100 acres. And a mule. No. Because, okay. like... Uh, too many. A furlong times a furlong is. Uh, you said ten. What did I say? You said ten. That's acres. Ten acres. So a quarter mile, which is two furlongs, times two furlongs. A quarter mile times a quarter mile is how many acres? Well, is it going to be? It's four times the original. Oh, it's, four, it's forty acres, right? <laughs> right, forty acres. Now here's the payoff question. Who promised the freed slaves 40 acres and a mule? Uh, well, Abraham and, Lincoln? And it, no, it wasn't Lincoln, but it was, in, it was on January 15, 1865. Lincoln was still alive for a few more months. Is this uh, Edwin Stanton? No. Uh, or... Um, what did you say? He was... He was the guy who went through and basically ransacked uh, uh, or pillaged Atlanta. Oh, then, and then was General Sherman? Yes. William Tecumseh Sherman promised them 40 acres and a mule. So now you know 40 acres is a quarter mile times a quarter mile. Thank you. Sure thing. And, Laurie, it's your turn. All right. Uh, within the last week or so, both Hal Holbrook and Christopher Plummer died, and they both won Best Acting Tony Awards for playing a famous person on Broadway. Hal Holbrook, of course, played Mark Twain. I'm going to give you the names of six people, and they all won Tony Awards for acting, for portraying a real person. I want to know who the real person was. The first one is Christopher Plummer. Number two is Brian Cranston. Number three is Robert Morse. Number four is Ian McKellen. Five is Alec Guinness. And number six is the only woman on the list, Audra McDonald. So Christopher Plummer, Brian Cranston, Robert Morris, Ian McKellen, Alec Guinness, and Audra McDonald all won Tonys for the best actor of the year. I want to know which real-life person they portrayed, and I'll give you one each until you get three total. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Cameron, if you know. Uh, gosh, I the Tonys are not my jam. Um, I feel like I know Ian McKellen, and I need to think about it for a minute. So you can go ahead, Dana. <laughs> okay. Well, Christopher Plummer, I believe, won a Tony for playing John Barrymore. He did in the play Barrymore, nineteen ninety-seven. Right. Okay, I'll give you one more, Dana. And I'm sorry. Would you mind going to the list once more? Sure. Brian Cranston, Robert Morris, Ian McKellen, Alec Guinness, and Audra McDonald. Well. I know Ian McKellen had his version of Richard the Third. Is it Richard the Third? It's not. Or um, and Brian Cranston, I'm pretty sure was LBJ, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. In all the way in 2014. Right. So those are your two, Cameron. I'll give you one more before we put it out to the audience. It's uh, we have Robert Morris, Ian McKellen, Alec Guinness, and Audra McDonald. Now um, the Ian McKellen one is going to drive me crazy. Um, I, I'm not, it's not coming to me right okay. now. Um, really? But it was, I think it was a Shakespearean play. Is that it was, right? It was not. None of them are Shakespearean real life characters, remember? So none of them, they're not, none of them are kings. Okay. Blah. Okay. Um, I'll say this, of the four that are left, just to give a little hint, even though it's still early, they're all in the arts. The people they're portraying. The only one who wasn't in the arts was LBJ. So these are all somewhere in the, the universe of the arts for Robert Morrissey and McKellen, Alec Guinness, and Audra McDonald. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Ed in Massachusetts. Hi, Ed. Um, 
Let me see. I've got a couple answers. Oh, the Bruce Springsteen commercial. I actually yeah. saw it. It gave me goosebumps. It's a good commercial. Uh, it was advertising Jeep. It was. Give it a bell. Advertising Jeeps, and it is a goosebump commercial. People want to it was. It, on. it was actually more of a, you know, America, let's come together and, and the heartland of the country and that kind of thing. And then the last screen, they just showed up Jeep. But yeah, he yeah. called it the, re, the reunited states of America, which I thought was a terrific phrase. I thought it was a great commercial. Um, a guess, the 1967 halftime show, maybe the Smothers Brothers? Uh, the, yeah, the Super Bowl. Um, I'm still thinking about Ian McKellen. Uh, you're very, very close, <laughs> but no, not the Smothers Brothers. Okay. Um, let's see, the recipe for seduction. I, I didn't hear, did you say it was a man or a woman? It is a man. Oh, well, then I'm wrong. I was going to guess Sarah Lee. And my only other answer is Robert Morse played Truman Capote. You're right. He sure did in 1990. Nicely done in a play called True. So those are mine. Um, now, I got a question for you. I have a list of 11 titles. I'm going to give you three of them and see if you can guess what they have in common. What what's the characteristic that they all have in common? And then the rest of the question is going to be: How can you name the other eight? What are so the three, these are titles of what? That's part of the question. Okay, <laughs> all right, fine. I, I three coins in the fountain. Right, love is a many splendored thing. Yes, never on Sunday. Uh, there are three films in which the title song won the Academy Award for best. Song. There you go. And the total list has 11. Can you pick up the other eight? Oh, man. Days of Wine and Roses is one. Days of Wine and Roses. Uh, yes. Breakfast at Tiff. And one of them was the Best Picture winner as well, but only one. Right. And, and the, just to be sure, these are all the title of the movie and the title of the song are the same thing, correct? They're exactly the same. In fact, I'm leaving out, like, theme from Shaft was a winner, but I'm not counting that. Okay. So, is... No. Thank God is thank God is Friday on there? Uh, no. Um, was, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cameron. Go ahead. Was Beauty and the Beast one of them? Beauty and the Beast is one. Good. Nice. Well, how about... Is this one of them? Friendly Persuasion? No. Oh, I was sure. That, that came up in conversation the other day. Uh, There's one... More recent than Beauty and the Beast, and the rest are older. Are there other animated films on there? There, you know, I thought there were, but there are not. No. How how old is the? How old? How far back are we going? Into the fifties. Three Coins in the Fountain was the first one on the list, and then there's one more in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. Hmm. In the two thousands, Cameron, you might know this. Was was there a song called La La Land? Did that win? No, I believe okay. there was a song called that. Okay. In I think its song, the song from that movie, was the winner, but that wasn't the title. That of the wasn't song. it. Hmm. No, uh, yeah. Once you get into the the seventies and eighties, it gets a little vague for me. Um, they're all. I mean, they're they're top top songs. You, you're going to recognize every one of them. Right. There's nothing obscure here. Hmm. Um, one of them was was bigger as a Broadway show, I think. Um, there was a one is the most recent, or, or one of the most recent, anyway, in a long franchise of films. Do you want to? We could guess, but do you want to leave it out and let other people get? Or Cameron, if you have a guess, I have one more guess. Um, I believe that the title song of Skyfall was Skyfall, which one? I think you got it. That's Absolutely, nice. Adele. Are there, any one for Are there any more James Bonds on there? No, that was the only one. There were others that were nominated, but Skyfall was, believe it or not, the first one that actually won, as good as what? those songs were. Yeah, I thought Goldfinger might have won. Yeah. yeah. No? That's great, Cameron. That's good. Okay. All right, Ed. You better, I guess you should fill in the... Fill in the <laughs> All right. The, the best picture winner was Gigi. Oh, okay. And then the other titles, Born Free, The Way ah. We Were... You light up my life and fame. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. That's good fame, yeah. Well, thank you for giving me the three easiest to open with. So that was <laughs> really? okay. very much. 
All right. Thanks a lot. Good thanks, night. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Light up my life. One best song. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's my turn here. I'm going to give you a list of uh, suburbs for major U.S. cities. I just want you to tell me what the city is. Okay? So these are all major U.S. cities. I'm going to give you a list of four, three or four suburbs, and I want you to tell me uh, what city I'm talking about. So the first is Euclid, Garfield Heights, uh, and Lakewood. Euclid, Garfield Heights, and Lakewood. The second is Lower Marion, Upper Darby, and Cheltenham. The third is Maywood Park. Oak Grove, and West Slope. And the fourth is Crafton, Green Tree, and Carnegie. So again, I gave you a list of three suburbs of major U.S. cities. I want you to tell me what the city is. The first is Euclid, Garfield Heights, and Lindale, or excuse me, uh, Lakewood. Uh, The second is Lower Marion, Upper Darby, and Cheltenham. The third is Maywood Park, Oak Grove, and West Slope. And the fourth is Crafton, Green Tree, and Carnegie. I'll give you each one guess. You got one, Cam? Uh, sure. Um, they all, to me, sound, well, except for the Cheltenham one, all sound like they could be from Chicago. But I'm going to guess the Lower Marion, Upper Darby, and Cheltenham are near Boston. Uh, no. Okay. All right. I'm going to guess the first one, the Euclid, Garfield Heights, and Lakewood. Uh, is it Cleveland? That is Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Stop dialing the phone. Um, <laughs> is that is you paying homage to Greg? Yes, well, no. yes and no. Yes and <laughs> yeah. no. My, my husband is from Cleveland, outside of Cleveland. And uh, so, yes, Euclid, Garfield Heights, and Lakewood are suburbs of Cleveland. So we still have Lower Marion, Upper Darby, and Cheltenham. Um, the second is uh, Maywood Park, Oak Grove, and West Slope. And the third is Crafton, Green Tree, and Carnegie. So what... Uh, what I get one more guess, or do you want to leave it? No, out? I'll leave it. I'll leave it out for people. Okay. And in the meantime, we should um, repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. And uh, Cameron, we'll start with you. Okay, I have uh, the first Super Bowl halftime show was in 1967. Who were the headliners? Lori guessed Grambling State's marching band, which is correct. There's another marching band and a performing group as well. Um, and then. A Lifetime original mini-movie released on December 13th entitled A Recipe for Seduction claims to be based on the life of whom? I have. I'm looking for um, – I'm going to give you the names Ian McKellen, Alec Guinness, and Audra McDonald, and each of them won a Tony for Best Actor for playing a real person. Who is the real person they played? You remember? Who is it? I remember – I think. Did he play Mozart in Amadeus? Or was not. he? In, he was in Amadeus. He was in Amadeus. He did not play he Mozart. He played the other one, Cameron. He played the other one. Who was the other one? Salieri. Yes, that's go. right. He <laughs> played Antonio Salieri. Nineteen eighty-one, and longer ago than I thought. Very good. Well, you got that. Good job. So we're looking for Alec Guinness and Audrey McDonald. All right. So I'm sorry. Um, right, we got that. And uh, what is the largest city in California? It's a single word name. Largest city in California with a single word name that begins and ends with a vowel. Okay? The largest city in California with a single word name that begins and ends with a vowel. Uh, what is the best-selling children's book of all time with a single word title written in English? Okay? The best-selling children's book of all time with a single word title written in English in the U.S. Uh, was, uh, it was published in 1945. It's still a huge seller. And, I have another, oh, sorry. Wait a minute. I'll just go through the. And uh, I give you a list of suburbs for major U.S. cities. What we have left is number one, Lower Marion, Upper Darby, and Cheltenham. And then two is Maywood Park, Oak Grove, and West Slope. And three is Crafton, Green Tree, and Carnegie. Uh, and Lori, you had a guess on, on something? On the city? It, how about Encino? 
Uh, no. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess, yeah. but no. All right. And the two numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. My name is Dana Rodriguez, and I'm the moderator here on Minds Over Matter and my fellow panelists, Lori Fisher and Cameron Shaw. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, Dana. It's Megan in San Francisco. Hi, Megan. Um, I ha- Well, actually, I have a question for you first. I want to know, um, are you and all of your panelists, do you, guys, do you guys hang out outside of the show? Are you friends? Uh, we have hung out. I, uh, I have hung out, hung out with uh, Lori and Kira. Cameron, I don't see too much because she's except for the show because she lives in San Francisco. Um, uh, so, but I have a request. When things are, quote-unquote, back to normal, can you guys have a Minds Over Matter, like some kind of like gala fundraiser where all of the cast of characters get together? Oh, you're a recent, you're a fairly recent convert to our call. Probably almost to the 30th anniversary. Yeah, but we, had a, we actually had a, a, a quite a large party on the, 20th anniversary here at the station and then another large party on the 25th anniversary. So uh, our next party will be <laughs> on the 30th anniversary, which is, uh, let's see, Shoot. we'll be in uh, 2023. So Okay, years. well, I'll get my ticket for 2023. All right, yes. Anyway, because well, I just love fun. everyone who's on the show. You seem like such great people that I feel like I want to, like, have a dinner party or hang out with you all. So in, all right. in absence of that, well, I'll have to settle for the next. Okay, uh, if you want to have a dinner day. party, we'll be glad to yeah, come we over. Like yeah, yeah, we like dinner parties. Yeah, we'll do that. So I have a couple of guesses um, on the outstanding questions. For the largest city in California that starts and ends with a vowel, how about Irvine? Irvine is correct. Oh. Yes. Very nice. good. Nice. I got that good from a job. friend. Good I think work. it's also like the largest planned community or something like I that. Think, I think you're right about that, actually. Yeah. Good. Um. Yes. On the suburbs of major cities, the Lower Marion, Upper Darby, is that Philadelphia? It is Philadelphia, yes. Good. Perfect. Um, and I have a question for you guys. There is a state <clears throat> that has a parcel of land that is permanently leased to another country. What is the state and what is the country? Okay, I have. I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but... Um... I know that the Captain Cook monument in Hawaii is maintained by the British. Is that what you're going for? Ooh, that wasn't what I was looking for, but that's entirely possible. That's this cool. is an, an an official plot of land that is considered foreign soil. Okay. Is it foreign soil because in in, in you know, along with Cameron's train of thought here, uh because it um Somebody is buried there uh, of, of another country? Yes. Okay. Yep, that's correct. So, okay. Is the country typically considered uh, friendly to America? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, is this east or west of the Mississippi? East of the Mississippi. Okay. okay. And it, was this person an explorer by any chance? Yeah. Um, I would say no. Uh, it's more, um, I would, well, I'll give you a hint in terms of that it was related to, uh, World War II and activities surrounding, uh, the U.S. involvement there. Well. Surrounding our activity in that country in Europe, right? So are these... Okay. I don't think we know that it's in it's Europe. It's a cemetery. It's a, is it a cemetery of some kind? It is a cemetery of some kind, yes. All right. Where there are four four persons buried. Are they possibly, like, I'm not sure why we would do this, but are they, like, German saboteurs or anything like that? Um, no, they're not. Well, they're not German saboteurs. Let's say they were sabotaged by the Germans. Ah, Okay. Sabotaged by the Germans. Hmm. Huh. So this is from World War II, probably, right? From World War II, 1942 to be exact. 
don't know. Yeah, I better not string this out too long. Okay, go ahead, tell us. Well, so the, well, and there's actually a follow-up question, which I'll let you guys, it's more for fun, but, um, so apparently during World War II, the U.S. to send uh, provisions to Europe from the Carolinas, and there was this sort of uh, channel off of the Outer Banks of North Carolina where the German U-boats would sit and torpedo these um, these supply ships. So in any case, a British uh, HMS uh, Bedfordshire came to help out and was uh, sunk by a, Brit- by a German U-boat and Four soldier, four British soldiers are buried on the outer banks of, of North Carolina, which is now considered. There's a small pl- cemetery that's now considered British soil. Um, and in, in less dramatic news, there in 2006 there was an, a mar- an, another maritime tragedy off of the outer banks of North Carolina, where a container ship full of this snack food uh, crashed, and now. One of these snack foods is memorialized in a museum in, in Hatteras off the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And what is the snack food? Twinkies. Not Twinkies. I'll give you, I'll give you a hint that it's a um, tie-in with tonight's Super Bowl theme. It's a common supporter or common ad during the Super Bowl. So uh, uh, Dor- uh, Doritos. Yeah, that's, that's good. It oh, is Doritos, Doritos, and specifically nacho cheese, spicy nacho, and Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, talk about a tragedy. Wow. <laughs> well, the good news is that the locals came and apparently scooped up all of these bags of chips, there so they didn't go. go to waste. Yeah, I'm so grateful. That's the American spirit there. Uh, all right, oh. thanks. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. And Bye-bye. next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is Connie in Tampa. Hi, Connie. Hi, um, I think... Thank, um, thank you for tearing yourself away, <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you for thank hosting Thank you, I appreciate, I appreciate the call, great. yes, thank you. Let me, let me tell you, I can hear the fireworks still going off oh, around really? my house, yeah. but anyways, I'm, I'm not a sports fan, right. as you, Dana. Um, I, I think all the guesses I called in with have already been gotten, but did um, the question about Audra McDonald, was that responded to yet? No, no, it's still open. Mm-hmm. Was it Rob Rainey? I, I didn't hear you. Ma Rainey? No. It's Ooh, that's a good guess. It was not Ma Rainey. Okay, that was it. Oh, good. Oh, guess, you know, I think I know what this is. Guess, take another guess. It's, uh, it is a, uh, of course, an African-American singer. It is. Um, who else would you, would you guess? Uh, um, uh, oh, can't think of her name. Starts B, Bessie, somebody that's... Uh, no, um, it starts with a B. Latifah. starts with a B. You're not right Queen about Latifah that. and not Queen Bessie Latifah Smith. Queen Latifah just played her in a movie. Bessie Smith or something? No, not Bessie Smith, but no. it starts with a B. starts with a B, though. Um, Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday's right. right. Oh, in okay. Last right. Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, 2014. All right. Good team. All right, thanks a lot. Oh, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of Your Matter. Hey, it's hey. Bill. Hi. Hey, uh, I got pushed so far down the list, I didn't think I'd ever get on. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, I think I wanted to go back to last week's show. Dana, I think you had a list of um, countries whose capital is not the largest city. Right, Josh asked that. Was it Josh that asked that question last week? I think yes. it was, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I think one of them got missed. I don't know. Was Burma ever mentioned? Um, you mean Burma as in what's now called Myanmar? Yes. Uh, so you're no, but he he. Um, if I recall, he he was only concentrating on Europe. There were three. He said there were three European countries where the uh, the uh, capital city right. was not the largest. But he, but he said there was an extensive list of of other countries, and I'm sure that would have been one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, all right. I have a a two part question. Okay. As of the end of 2019, what percentage of all U.S. counties accounted for a third of the U.S. economy? Okay. So when you say this, just to clarify for my my own benefit. Um, are you talking about 
um, counties that would have headquarters of large companies, or are they actually doing the work of those companies in these counties? No. What I'm saying is that these counties contributed one-third of the U.S. GDP. So in other words, like taxes, highest taxes would be paid in those county kind of... Not necessarily just taxes, but, right. you know, uh, output. Okay. Total all right. So, so I have a question. Is it more because wealthy people live there, or is it more because goods and products are produced there? Uh, more the latter. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to guess just because you phrased it like that, how about 5% of the counties account for one-third of the economy? That's a little high. Oh, wow. Yeah, Cameron, wow. Cameron and Dana, go low. <laughs> 2% of the counties. Go lower. Oh, man. Dana? Yours. All right, I'll hazard one percent then. <laughs> All right, <laughs> give yourself a bill. All right, that was. I couldn't have done it without the help of my friends. Okay, now here's part B. Yes. Which county led the way? All right. So may I ask? Uh, this is giving too much away. Is this east or west of the Mississippi? Uh, west. West. Okay. Santa Clara. Say that again, Cameron. Santa Clara? No, not Santa Clara. Right. Um, Are we in the right right state? You are. Are we in the right part of the state? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, so how about Los Angeles County? That's the one. 3.8% of total GDP. Uh, It had almost $711 billion of output. That's equal to Saudi Arabia. Wow. Good old movie business. There you go. And others, yeah. Yeah. Other things. Yeah. This is great. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. A great night. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi. Um, is the Crafton Carnegie suburb, is that Pittsburgh? It is Pittsburgh, right? yes. Carnegie gave it away. Yes. Um, yeah. The uh, the first halftime of the Super Bowl, the performers is that uh, Shields and Yarnell. Nope. <laughs> the mimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mimes just scream but football. You're me. in the right ballpark. That's really? the ball. Ooh. It's the mime uh, ballpark. Well, I mean, they're not silent, but yeah. <laughs> Those okay, guys. Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Or the Flying Willendas. Again, close. Close, yeah. close uh, with the Smothers Brothers well, and Shields and Yarnell. I would say this, the Flying Willendas are not as close as the Smothers Brothers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't think anymore. The, uh, the, the recipe for seduction, is that maybe Ray Kroc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no seriously. Like, he had, he, he like, I think he like left his wife for... Uh, somebody anyway well she got yeah. back at him when she gave away all his money to N- npr uh, no no she was the second she was that was the second wife he left his original wife oh okay sorry right that's when he started right when he got into the mcdonald's thing lifetime's next mini movie <laughs> okay but, no, no. Uh, and it's not the tricks rabbit probably so um <laughs> best-selling kids book is not frenzy um it's not frenzy, no. the, and uh, i think that's all i God, I'll ask, uh, what, uh, what two capital cities in the world, world capitals, are the closest? In what? Well, you mean... To, and, ge- uh, not, not counting Vatican City and Rome. Okay, Ge- so geographically the closest. Geographically the closest, yeah. Is, is Kinshasa one of them? Uh, it is, very yeah, good. Yeah, Kinshasa so. and... Um, the, yeah, the other Congo, the other Brazzaville. Brazzaville, yeah. All right, that's all. Thanks, great show. Bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Janusz. Hi, Janusz. The uh, one word largest California city, not beginning or ending in a consonant, must be Irvine. It is Irvine, yes. Yeah. Notice how I avoided uh, V and Never mind. Uh, so, lest we forget the pandemic, um, what was the first vaccine and roughly when? Uh, 
for a successful vaccine. Well, uh, you mean Jenner and smallpox? Yes, yes, yes. You remember the approximate time? 1908? No, 18th century. Yeah, 1796. The fascinating thing about the milkmaids who uh, didn't catch smallpox because they already caught cowpox. Yes. Fantastic. Have a good one. From it's based on Latin for cow, right? I believe. Good. Uh, anyway, oh, thank you. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Recipe for seduction is that uh, Colonel Sanders? <laughs> Sanders, yes. yes. Is that true? Yes. Oh my God. Right on. Thank no. you. Oh. Thank Starring you. Mario Lopez, by the way. <laughs> Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders. Yes, it was a delight to behold. I God, I'm sorry I missed that. It must have been those 17 herbs and spices. Wow. With that. <laughs> wow. All right. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Yeah, hi. This is Greg in Alameda. Hi, Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg. Um, well, the previous caller got the answer because I knew that. So, um, you know, having a lifetime in the background pays off. It was Colonel yeah. Sanders. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Mario that. Lopez <laughs> with talcum powder in his hair. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello? Hi, you're on. Oh, I didn't realize. Sorry. Hi, my name's Carl from the Bay Area. Hi. Um, really enjoy your show, by the way. Thank you. You're the I have, one. I have I have a list of um, five names. They're all characters in the English version of a certain genre of fiction. They all occupy the same role in that genre. All right. I'm worried that we're not we're going to run out of time if we're so. Give them to me quickly, and we'll try. Okay. Uh, Jap J A P T. Next one is Claude Eustace Teal. The next one is Stanislaus Oates. Next one is Mr. Forrest. And the final one is Charles Parker. They're in English shows, but the shows are very well known over here. Oh, God. This is terrible. And they all play the same kind of role? Is that what you mean? Yes, exactly the same role. And they even have the same titles. We're not going to do justice to your question. No, we're not. Okay, I'll give you a clue then. The genre is the amateur detective. Oh. Oh. Good genre. And, and these particular guys occupy a very distinct role in those amateur detectives. There's one more, if I give it to you. So would they be sort of away. the Dr. Watson equivalent? Yeah. Right. Um, no. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, All right, let me give you Lestrade is the other one, Inspector Lestrade. Oh, so they, were, they would be the police, uh, the, the Scotland Yard. Um, yeah. uh, Correct, the counterpart right. of the amateur detective. Right. Nice. Thank you. I'm sorry we didn't do justice to your question. That's okay. All right. That's okay. Thank you. Bye. Please call again. Bye. And all right, uh, time to wind up here, and let's uh, clean up and give any answers that are out there. And Cameron, very quickly. Okay, the first uh, halftime show in 1967 starred the Three Stooges and no. <laughs> the University of Arizona marching band and the Grambling State. Oh, Martin. man, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, right. Dana, that's, that's your cup of tea. Yeah, well, no, well, not really, but I mean, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Uh, and, uh, yes, Lori. Um, I have Alec Guinness. Do you know, Dana, who Alec Guinness played? No. I was surprised. He played mm-hmm. Dylan Thomas in a play oh. called Dylan in 1964. Mm-hmm. There's one on the list. That's all I got. All right. And the best-selling children's book of all time with a single word title written in English, that would be Toodle. Toodle by Gertrude uh, Gertrude Crampton. And uh, let's see. Uh, Maywood Park, Oak Grove, and West Slope are all suburbs of Portland, Oregon. So, I'm sorry. Uh, my thanks to Cameron Shaw, teacher cinematographer, Laurie Fisher, a teacher at Dabble Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. And, of course, our thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And, above all, our thanks to you for taking the time to tune in and call. And have a great week, everybody. And we do hope you will join us next Sunday at 7. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Wrong, you're right. If it ain't dead.